This is The Grid, presented by American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC. When you find yourself needing a roof repair and are looking for a roofing company, American Shield Roofing and Construction is happy to meet your needs. When dealing with a roofing company, you need a roof contractor who is dependable, who can arrive on time, and provide you a quality new roof in a timely manner. Our goal is to present you with honest, accurate information, quotes, and estimates. Call us at 361-343-7018 or visit us at americanshieldroofing.com. Proud title sponsor of the 2021-2022 Victoria Advocate Varsity Cup Awards. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I apologize in advance. I am currently uh, under the weather. I've been battling a cold for the last last week. I had to go and make sure that I, I still went and I got a test anyway because I had to make sure that it was not COVID or, or something because last thing I want is to go out during the playoff season and pass that along. And it, it, Even though we're beyond all the protocols and all that still, you don't want to go out there and potentially get one of the get a team's player sick i'm sam fowler the assistant sports editor here at the victoria advocate and you are listening to episode 13 of the grid i'm joined as always by sports editor mike foreman and sports reporter jeremiah sosa i said that wrong this is this is week what week is this mike it's, that, that's right. This is regular season. We had 11 weeks of the regular season. This is the third week of the playoffs. So that would be 14, and if my math is correct. His math is correct. Mine is not. I went to a, I went to a state school out in West Texas, so my math is not very good. Apparently I can write pretty well, but. All right, so we want to hear from you on episode 14 of The Grid. My apologies. Uh, you can get in touch with us, Facebook, Twitter, email, whatever best suits you. Facebook, you can get in touch with us through either the Victoria Advocate page or the Advo Sports page, as some of y'all lovely people have already done. Twitter, our handle is at Advo Sports, and our email is sports at VicAd. Let's get into the news. Number one, the World Cup stinks. It should not be played in the in the winter. I think we can all agree on that. It should not be. There's there's many controversies surrounding how the 2022 World Cup ended up in, in Qatar, all of that, the, the way the tournament's being run, them, um, them deciding not to offer alcohol after agreeing to initially do that and Budweiser being out $75 million, which allegedly they'll get paid, but... It just sucks also because as a soccer fan, I love being able to watch the World Cup. I can't do that right now with with a million things going on. But it is Thanksgiving, and even though I just went on a mini rant about the the uh, one of the world's biggest sporting events, I think we should also talk about what we're thankful for. By this, I mean the thing that 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 the best thing we've seen so far this uh this school year through sports there's there's been a lot of good things i think uh, i'll start it off the best thing was 
was to see the see see the way Victoria West rallied over these last couple of weeks uh, after the de- uh, after teammate Diego Martinez um, died in a car crash and you know they really they really went out and they 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 carried themselves well and they they did well I think that's certainly my thing and I wanted to I I still want to tip my hat off to head coach Courtney Boyce and and his staff the way that they were able to get those kids ready to go play and. You know, we'll we'll touch on their area around game in a little bit, but you know that 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 certainly stood out to me, Mike. You know, y- you've seen a lot this year. Uh, you know, what's what's possibly the best thing you've seen so far? Well, I've seen a lot of good games, but what really what I'm thankful for is the uh, all the area coaches that we deal with being so. Uh, cooperating and considerate and allowing us to stay in the press box and write. They, uh, you don't realize how important that is until you find yourself in a Whataburger at uh, 1130 at night writing a story with everybody looking at you like, what is that guy doing? So uh, I'm really thankful for that. I mean, uh, the cooperation we get, uh, I'm thankful for patience of readers who understand that we are a small staff and as much as we would like to cover everything, we just can't physically do it. And uh, we do our best and we appreciate you reading our paper and reading us online and we appreciate your, your feedback. Sometimes it's not very nice, but we appreciate it anyways. So uh, just keep it up. And now I'm going to turn this over to Jeremiah. Yeah, the best thing that I've uh, you know seen this you know high school sports season was just the uh, the year that Yokum volleyball had um, to be able to advance to the regional tournament and then you know go all the way to the regional final. It was just a really uh, fun year to cover them. I went to uh, about three or four of their games that I covered, and you know just uh, head coach Kayla Nathan and all, all of the girls they they uh, you know they they just had a great season and you know. Uh, I was glad to be able to cover them, uh, you know, in this historic year. Speaking of volleyball, before we go to break, I want to remind any coaches listening to this, all area nominations are now open for football and volleyball. For volleyball, the deadline is next Friday, December 2nd, by the end of the day. Get those into us. We want to recognize your kids. They all had incredible, a lot of them had incredible years, and they deserve recognition. Send that to us. We'll, we'll, We'll have more information on our site about what is needed, but make sure to send those to sports at vicad.com. Make sure to get your kids recognized for what they did. Now word from White Trash Services. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, White Trash Services, what is it and, and, and what do y'all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off uh, companies. And, you know, y'all are y'all are big advocates for, for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service 
rent a roll off or apply to be a part of your team. You can give us a call at 361-550-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. Now we're going to be moving into recaps for the area round. And um, Sam, you had Browns, Brownsville Veterans Memorial against Victoria West. And that was a high-scoring game, but, you know, West ended up falling. You know, how did uh, Brownsville Veterans Memorial end up, you know, defeating the uh, Warriors? Well, Jeremiah, this game was definitely all gas, no breaks. Brownsville Veterans Memorial wins 74-59. to There were over 1,300 yards of total offense in this game. And we had a we had some critique, saying that our headline was a little unfair. And certainly, I mean, it is it 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 was telling of of the game, and it was totally honest. West gives up 744 yards of total offense. That is, uh, I mean, you ask any coach, they'll tell you, yeah, they they don't want to look at that game film. They they know what happened in that game. Then you want to sit there and uh, look at it, 1,302 yards of total offense between these two teams. It was a, it was a season-high night for Victoria West with 558 yards. DeAndre Fillmore had a career night in his final game in, in a Warrior uniform with 223 yards, five touchdowns on six catches. Uh, so it was definitely a slugfest, and I, I will still stand by that. That headline. I mean, I, I have a good relationship with West and, and all the coaches over there. No, I don't want to write it. I don't want to write the bad things, but our job, as I've said before, is to go out and, and tell the story as it is. And unfortunately, West falls big time in this one. Uh, don't know if I touched on it already, but Brownsville Veterans Memorial running back Brian Chavez, 429 yards, nine touchdowns rushing. That was single-handedly the best performance I've ever seen out of a running back. West just did not have an answer. Brownsville Veterans Memorial scores on 11 of its 12 possessions with the 12th coming as the Chargers ran out the remaining clock in the fourth quarter to seal the win and advance to face PSJA North. How about that upset, Mike? PSJA North beats Corpus Christi Miller, a team that I thought had a legitimate chance to go win the region. I was wrong. The Valley lives on. Oh, man. How about that? How about another shocking surprise? To anyone outside of that Calhoun locker room, the Sand Crabs win 28-13 to over Canyon Lake. What a performance by Tony Hensley, Jeremiah. Four touchdowns for him, and you look at it, this is what a disciplined team looks like. This is the Richard Whitaker teams that, that we're accustomed to seeing. They they find a way to win. They play dominant in, in, in all phases, and they come out with a win. How about how about them sand crabs? That's going to become a thing. How about them sand crabs, Jeremiah? Yeah, how about them? You know, after starting this season 0-7, you know, to come, to come back, you know, they're currently on a five-game win streak. It's just... You know, incredible what Whitaker's been able to do with uh with that team. But you know, look at the game. Hensley four touchdowns, um, 
three of them rushing, one of them on a 50-yard uh, receiving touchdown. So he had a big game. Um, you know, the defense also kind of did their part, held uh, Canyon Link to 13 points, got a takeaway, uh, a bunch of tackles for loss. So, you know, it was just a big game from from both sides of the ball. And, you know, it's kind of what you expected out of this game. Canyon Lake, uh, you know, a heavy rushing team. That's kind of what they what they did throughout the entire game. And, you know, uh, Calhoun, they did the same thing, just rushing the ball on the inside with uh, Jace Campos and then, you know, pitching it out to Hensley and Derek Salinas on the outside. And that's that's how they were able to get a big chunk of their yards, just, you know, uh, you know, giving uh, Hensley the ball on the outside in, in space and just, you know, letting him do what, what he does best. Um, but yeah, it's a big win for for Calhoun to, you know, get this uh, get this win over Canyon Lake and you know move on to the next round, which uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, kudos to Richard Whitaker and his staff. One thing I saw in your story, Jeremiah, he said he basically he kept the receipts. He said people had talked bad about him, people had written him off. We uh, part of me uh, admits to that. I mean, we we definitely kind of looked and said, oh. What's going, what's going on in Calhoun? I mean, they had all their adversity, all that we've that's well documented, but still, it just didn't look like Calhoun. But what a turnaround! It and all the all the credit goes to that staff led by led by Coach Whitaker. We're gonna stay in in the area now. Quero they got a home game last week and they made the most of it. Gobblers come out 41-18 winners over Sealy. Mike, after after a struggle against Salado in the by district round, you see the you see the Gobblers do what they always do whenever they have, uh, whenever they've struggled or or in the one instance they've lost this year, they always come back and find a way to win in convincing fashion and almost write it off. And it's led by by Mason Nataro. His growth in this offense, I think, is kind of the kind of the key to to a lot of the success what how would you rate what nataro did this past week really nice game for uh mason nataro he uh they he did what he had to do i mean he uh hit some long passes ran the ball a lot just kind of directed the offense very efficiently and uh they did a good job you know they scored points and then on defense where they that's been their strong point all year they really held the uh, Seeley quarterback in check. Uh, he threw for over 100 yards, but he uh, he, he uh, rushed for only 40-something, um, and they tackled him for losses four times. Uh, he had been a thorn in a lot of people's side, and Quero did an excellent job of uh, containing him. And um, so that kind of led to the win. Um they play like that. I mean, there were some some missteps, but for the most part, they play clean football, very few penalties. Um, I don't even remember if they had a turnover, which is very important in the playoffs. And so if they can continue down that path, uh, they have a chance to go somewhere. Then we saw one old-fashioned game already with the, with the, with the defensive slugfest between Calhoun and Canyon Lake and the and – and the affection towards running the ball. How about another one? Edna 16, Randolph 7. Mike, we've talked about this Edna defense. They lo- That's what they hang their hat on. That's what comes first. I mean, that that's one thing. I, I went and I talked to uh, head coach Jimmy Mitchell today and, and the Cowboys, and 
he said back at Maynard, that's that's what they did. They were able to hold Cedar Park, an offense that was prolific for a while, to to one, two scores, something along those lines back when they were uh, leading the Mustangs. And they do it again against a Randolph team that's much like them, very physical and old school. They hold them to 155 yards of offense to get the win, you know, how far can this defense carry the Cowboys? Obviously a great defense, but I, Edna is, I have to admit, that team, I cannot figure it out. Some, some weeks it looks unbeatable, and other weeks, you, you know, this happens where their offense really didn't do what it should have done against Randolph. And, uh, that, you know, it's good to have that defense in your back pocket to know that you can rely on them. But uh, they cannot af- keep affording to keep struggling on offense. At some point, that is going to get them in trouble. And uh, that's been kind of the theme this year. I mean, if you look at their losses, which obviously there, you know, there haven't been many, but Refurio, the Refurio game, that's what cost them their offense. Uh, the close game against Bay City was their offense struggled. Uh, it, I, and then, you know, they have these games like against Industrial where they just blow them out of the water. So uh, I, I I don't know the reason. I'm sure Coach Mitchell is trying to figure that out is why they're so inconsistent on offense. And uh, But like you said, as long as that defense uh, can you, continues to play like it does, it'll keep them in games. And, it, and they, uh, you know, it it it's going to be interesting to see as we move forward. Also, don't worry, we didn't we didn't forget about Shiner in, in Refurio, but they kind of forgot about their opponents uh, pretty quickly after those games started. Shiner rolls to a forty-seven to twenty-one win over over Mason Dalton Brooks had two hundred and seventeen yards, four touchdowns, humdrum night for the oh, and an interception for the just a humdrum night for the. Texas A&M commit, and also Refurio, if I'm not mistaken, was that 56-9? 56-9 winners over over Holland to advance to the regional semifinals. And that sets up an all-crossroads area, Final Four in Region 4 in Class 2A Division 1. We'll have more on that after this word from Thrivent Financial. Thrivent is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrick works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. Well, here we are in Thanksgiving week, and I mean, almost every coach talks about it. You want to be playing at Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm always uh, reminded of the words of Mark Reeve, uh, we labor on Labor Day so we can give thanks on Thanksgiving, and uh, that is really, if you are playing on Thanksgiving, that, that really means you've had a good season. That doesn't mean you're satisfied and you're ready to pack it in. But it does mean you've had a good season. And uh, speaking of starting bad and turning good, 
Uh, Jeremiah, how about those sand crabs? Can they keep it up against an undefeated Bernie team? Yeah, well, obviously, I think this is uh, going to be Calhoun's toughest uh, toughest opponent of the year, Bernie. They're twelve and zero. No team has found out a way to to defeat him. But I feel like if you're Calhoun, you just have to continue to play your game that has been successful over these past five games. You're going to have to keep on, uh, you know, running the ball, uh, give it to, to to Campos in the middle, and then uh, Salinas and Hensley on the outside. And I think uh, you know, if you're if you're the defense, you're just going to have to try to try to slow them down, uh, burn Bernie down any way that you can. Obviously, they're a dynamic offense. They uh, they can run the ball and throw the ball uh, pretty pretty well. Um, last week, uh, one of the running backs, TJ uh, TJ Dement, uh, he had 200 rushing yards, and you know their quarterback added another 150 passing yards. So um, they can really you know you know do whatever they like on the offensive side of the ball. So. I think uh, Calhoun's offense is going to have to try to to control uh, control time of possession and just just keep their their offense off of the field by you know having Calhoun's offense on the field. So I think, like I said, it's going to be a tough tough uh, tough matchup for Calhoun, but they're just going to have to continue to to try to to do what they've done over these past five games. Then let's get to what we talked about all crossroads region in. Class 2A Division 1. We'll start this one off with what is the second game of a doubleheader uh, at 7 p.m. Friday night at Hero Stadium in San Antonio. Refurio and Canedo meet for a second time this year. They meet for a third consecutive year in the regional semifinals. Um, you know, Mike, this we've talked about Ganado in the past, and they want to get past refurio but i mean right now it looks really tough and kind of the biggest key is going to be keeping kyle bursch guerrero healthy the previous two times he's been injured either on the opening drive or the opening kickoff so he's not been a factor in those games for ganado if they want to have a shot at the upset how important is it for them to keep Kyle healthy well it's vital that they have him healthy I mean all you have to do is uh, look at their numbers offensively uh, I mean he's such a big part of their offense passing running running the ball and of course he's a outstanding defensive play player which is probably where he'll end up playing on the college level is on, on defense but uh, they they need to keep him out there um, it's going to be a tough task uh you know, uh, when I spoke to Ganado coach Josh Irvin, uh, he talked about the fact that they played him so much gives him an idea of how fast Refurio is. And uh, that's the challenge is to come up with a way that Ganado can defend against that speed. On the other side, of course, uh, Refurio knows about Burst Guerrero and they're prepared for that. Um, so, uh, you know, they want to. An interesting stat is that uh, since uh, Jason Herring has taken over at Refuro, they have been to the at least the quarterfinals every year, the regional final. So uh, if they win, you know, they need one more win to keep that streak alive. So that that'll be interesting at Heroes, where uh, Refuro played last week, and then of course Sam, you saw Shiner play Mason, and you know, kind of take them apart. They have Flatonia, which uh, Flatonia and them are very familiar. They were in the same district last year. Um, 
Shiner, uh, of course, you know, as long as Dalton Brooks is on that field, Shiner always has a chance. And uh, Flatonia on the opposite side, I think um, Coach uh, Chris Freitag said this, he feels like this is the best opportunity he's had to give Shiner a test because they have quite a few seniors on this team that have the experience. The other part of that is they are going to throw the ball probably more than any team Shiner has seen this season. So, I mean, obviously you've got Brooks back there and Peterson and, you know, that's a good secondary, but you don't know because they really haven't been tested yet. So that's, that could be an interesting matchup. Uh, what, what, uh, Coach Freitag said about Shiner is they have to prevent, they have to prevent, uh, Brooks from beating him. And he can beat you by himself, as you've seen, Sam. I mean, what they want to prevent are those 70 yard runs and things like that, where, you know, they want, if Brooks does get some and he will, they want to force him to work for it. And so keep themselves in the game. But, uh, of course, if uh, Shiner and Refurio win again, well, we'll be back to where we were last year. And uh, we don't have any clue about where they're going to play yet. I guarantee you we'll have to probably wait until after this game. And uh, one thing we did want to mention, though, Sam, is uh, I've had, we've had some question about why Refurio and Ganado aren't playing at Memorial Stadium. Well, let's clear that up. First of all, it it was not VISD. They did not tell them they could not play there. They are hosting a game this week with Poth and Taft. As it turned out, the first person, the first teams on that list would have been uh, Sinton, but Sinton got beat. Same thing with uh, Goliad. If Goliad had won, they'd been playing industrial. They probably would have played there, but Goliad got beat. So anyways, uh, I spoke with Coach Josh Irvin at Ganado about that. He said he was told that last year uh, VISD was not hosting during Thanksgiving because they couldn't find the workers. Well, that's last year, but he was never told that this year they were not. And he said that he never contacted VISD about playing here. So, in other words, the four teams had all agreed before the games that regardless of who won, they were going to Heroes in San Antonio. That was the only way they could get Heroes locked in. And if you know anything about Thanksgiving week, you know how difficult it can be to get a stadium. So that's the whole story. So, you know, this is not VISD. Do not, I mean, call up Spencer Gant and say, why didn't you host this game? He would love to host this game because obviously the the bigger the crowd, the more revenue you bring into the city. And uh, But that's the reason why this happened, Sam. And, uh, you know, and uh, we have, of course, Edna and Industrial playing you know, in the three A regional semifinal. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Edna um, we'll get to Edna and Industrial a little bit later after this word from La Terraza. 
Searching for authentic Mexican food? Well, look no further. La Terraza Mexican Grill provides the Crossroads area with the authentic flavors of Mexican cuisine. From fajitas to margaritas, we have everything you need for your Black Friday shopping break. We also are now serving breakfast at all three locations. The Victoria Mall, 720 Broadway in Cedra, and our brand new location, 141 South Courthouse in Historic Goliad. Welcome back in. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on from uh, one from the the whole VISD thing. Yeah, no, n- nobody, no. When you have to lock in that stadium immediately, you have you have to commit to it, and sometimes that that does mean the having to make that drive, which certainly seems out of the way. Heroes over on Thousand Oaks Parkway on the on the northeast side of San Antonio. Off of Loop 410. I mean, it's 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 even a ways from. It, it feels like it's a a drive to get there, even if you're in San Antonio. Speaking as someone who has done that before. Uh, also, uh, kind of touching on the Flatonia game. Date. I know they're going to want to try and make this a track meet with the with their ability to throw the ball, and that's that's honestly their best chance. We'll we'll see how that plays out this Friday. But we have a rematch of friendly coaches, Jimmy Mitchell and Jamie Dixon. The uh, Dixon used to coach at Industrial. They played each other twice while Mitchell was at Edna, and they split that series uh, one and one. But they know each other. They've known each other even before that when Mitchell was at uh, Sinton in the early 2000s. Uh, Dixon was Dixon was an OC at Ingleside and one of Mitchell's former assistants, uh, former off- offensive coordinator Chris Jones. He went off to Giddings and guess who was guess who was Jones is OC at Giddings. It was Dixon. So these guys have known each other for a while. There's a lot of familiarity between them, and it was funny. Uh, Jimmy Mitchell kind of made a joke. He was like, "Man, I thought I got." I thought I got rid of him when it, whenever he left, but no, they're good friends. They still talk a lot, and and certainly they 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 love being able to play against play against each other and compete against each other. But overall, they're still friends. But that familiarity is is one of those things. Jimmy Mitchell tried to downplay it a little bit, uh, while Dixon certainly acknowledged it when you've known each other for that long and you have seen each other's teams play for that long you kind of know you kind of know what to expect and even their defenses uh at industrial and edna were just about the same so mike when you've seen each other this much and you know this much about each other how difficult does that make it to game plan well you you got to figure that you know the other coach knows what you're going to do, just like you know what he's probably going to do. Of course, there'll be a new wrinkle or something they'll put in, but it's very difficult for, uh, for you know, to game plan. Like you said, it's why coaches hate playing a team twice. You know, they don't want, they don't want them to know. And, um, you know, this game, um, even before, uh, these two coaches were here. I covered Ed a Blanco game, and uh, I know Edna fans aren't going to like hearing this and recalling this. They had a touchdown taken back 
because they were giving an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty when a player raised his hand when he went in the end zone. And I, I very rarely will criticize an official because I understand their job is difficult. And uh, believe me, the last thing in the world I want to do is say something because, you know, we need them desperately. But that was one of the worst calls I have ever seen, and it ended up costing Edna the game because they didn't score a touchdown on that drive. And I know uh, Coach Mike Pierce was the coach at that time, and uh, to this day I'm sure it's stuck in his craw. But, uh, yeah, this will be fun. I mean, you know, I think uh, Jimmy and Jamie respect each other a lot, and they're friends. So, uh, you know, but when that game starts, they're not going to be friends. All right, next game that we're going to look at. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff. We love 6 p.m. kickoffs. Cuero, 11 and 1. They're going to go to Katie's Legacy Stadium to face Hampshire Finette, who's 9 and 3. This is a game that's, I'll be there, and it's going to be a game where defenses are going to be on display. Hampshire Finette, they're good, just like Cuero. Cuero's allowing 12.3 points per game, while Hampshire Finette is allowing 15.1. So if, uh, expect a defensive slobber knocker in the greater Houston area on Friday. Then, I mean, also, I, I told you about this earlier. I have a couple of ties to Hampshire Finette. And one of them was from my soccer playing days. Yes, I know. Does not seem like I would be the kind of guy to play soccer. But I did. While at Crosby, we played in a tournament at Hampshire Finette, and I was a goalkeeper. I went out to go try and uh, grab a ball, and when I did, my foot got in the ground. It was muddy, and it slipped, and then it caught and just torqued in a weird way to where I ended up with a, a hairline fracture in my fibula, so... Not a fun tie to Hampshire Finette there for me, but the other tie I have is a former teammate of mine from Angelo State, Blake Wagner. Uh, His dad is the head coach at Hampshire Finette, and and Blake is, I think he's he's the offensive coordinator for them, so that's kind of a cool thing. That's kind of one of those football is family moments. Certainly looking forward to seeing them, but, man, it's going to – it's going to be interesting to see both of these defenses on display. Then the last game that we're going to preview, Mike, is the first game of that doubleheader at Hero Stadium on Friday, 1 p.m., Industrial versus Lano. And we talk, we've talked about this Lano team. They're physical. They're, they're, they've got that hill country uh, type of country, good old country boy strength. And it's, I mean, that's what we're going to see. I mean, you've got industrial, industrial's very strong. Lano's very strong. Um, you know, for industrial, what do they have to do? Because this Lano team seems like, seems like it's almost unbeatable at this point. Lano is a a team, you know, that dropped from uh, 4A Division II in the recent realignment. So obviously, uh, they, they have numbers. The other thing that, uh, Coach Craig Nairn mentioned, uh, is that they're huge up front. So I think, uh, obviously their strategy is to run the ball and control the ball. 
If but if you look, uh, Goliad actually held them in check fairly well, but Goliad just couldn't generate much offense against Lano. So um, that was the problem there. I think Industrial will want it will hopefully be able to put some drives together. The other thing, Lano is undefeated. But uh, their their uh, schedule, their district was not the strongest, and so that's a little suspect. I think Industrial can feel better about the schedule it played because if you look at Industrial's losses, it's Shiner and Edna. So uh, you know Industrial has played good competition. So uh, that's the thing that uh, gives them some hope going into this game. And it'll be interesting to see. You never, uh, it's always interesting when teams play in the afternoon because that's not the usual. And you never know. I mean, this means that both teams are going to have to get up early, travel on a bus, get off and play. So a lot of times we'll see who handles that situation. And it's the day after Thanksgiving. So we'll see who handles this better. I'll tell you this much I'm ready to handle the crap out of a turkey. Well, that'll wrap it up here on episode, what turned out to be episode 14 of The Grid after my miscalculation. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we've still got, uh, we'll, we'll still have teams in the in the region. We'll have a re- at least a regional final uh, on on deck next week. Make sure you go out, you enjoy your, your Thanksgiving with your family, enjoy the turkey, enjoy the, the NFL, the college football, enjoy all of that. I'd certainly like to give thanks to all of our advertisers, our our primary sponsor, American Shield Roofing and Construction, LLC, White Trash Services, Thrivent Financial, and Carly Herrig. And also new this week, La Terraza. Seriously, Mike, I've I've been there. I I love that place. It is so good. Great food. That's not me. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to appease anybody. I'm seriously saying that place is good. I just want to remind all the coaches out there about all area volleyball and football. We need your all area and football nominations and we also need your all district teams. So if you could email that to sports at vicad.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Yes, please do. I already deal. We already deal with with our fair share of people wanting to complain to us and tell us we're not doing uh, doing the best that we can. But when it comes to all area, that is totally dependent on on you, the coaches. So we definitely need that, and we don't want we don't want any kid who's deserving to not get the recognition that they deserve. Well. Same time next week, same bat channel for episode 15 of The Grizzlies.